welcome back to another episode of Obsessed Millennials. I'm Nashi. And I'm Jassy. And you might hear a little more background noise than usual because we're actually in the same room recording the podcast. We're finally together. Yay! But that just means there's a lot of noise because we cannot mute ourselves to disguise the noise in the background. So be patient with us and just be happy that we're together and recording the podcast. Yeah, and also like... We didn't have many options to meet up somewhere yeah. that wasn't noisy. Everywhere's going to be noisy. Yeah. It, it's hard. I think it's harder to record a podcast in person, especially if you don't have a podcast area. Yeah. And if it's like me coming here instead of at my apartment, you know, because like we don't hear a soul when we're at my apartment. But here it's like we hear everything. Mm hmm. And we're basically like we're inside a house, but <laughs> we're on the first room. It's the only one with air conditioner. I don't want to die from the heat. And we're right in front of like the main street. So yeah. just be patient with us. Besides, you're going to be too focused on what we're going to be talking about that you'll probably be able to ignore the noises. Yeah, you're probably going to hear more of us ranting, screaming at each other. <laughs> Not at each other. <laughs> about the situation Ah, yes instead of the background noise yes yeah so just to jump into things today we're gonna be talking about ticket buying parentheses ticket master true yes because i i feel like um i even you know did my little list of like basically a rundown so i know what we're talking about i'm not like just out of nowhere trying (laughs) to figure out what we're gonna talk about while we're recording and i was like okay Ticketmaster, master um because that's Mm -hmm. for us here and i don't know if ticketera is what ticket pop used to be i believe so okay it is now Um, they use ticketera and to be honest I don't know if it's because we're a small island or something, but I've been in queues here and I have not had the problems people have been facing with big corporations like Ticketmaster. Well, but then I have to disagree because I did have issues. Not the last time that I bought that it was actually Ticketera, but like when it was Ticket Pop for Justin. I don't remember any issues for Ticket Pop, but I know that the platform wasn't as easy to use. As Ticketera? I think I used Ticket Pop when. Was it still Ticket Pop when Lin Manuel came with Hamilton? But that was an issue with. Was it? I don't remember. The point is, I bought with Ticketera for Louis and there was a queue and everything, and we really had no issues with it. it. No glitches or anything. And there were a lot of people trying to buy those tickets. But again, we're comparing a s- probably a small corporation here for the population of Puerto mm-hmm. Rico because it's very rare that people will be traveling here to see people in concert. Yeah. Then a big established corporation of years that's Ticketmaster. And what's bringing us to talk about this topic is that a few weeks ago, we all knew that Taylor released her tickets for her the Eras tour 
and i don't even know if we talked about it in the podcast i know i said that it was probably coming but i don't think we talked about how excited i was when she announced to her and we made a small group of people to try and buy tickets um it was gonna be some co-workers jossie we were gonna travel obviously from puerto rico to a few locations in the states who knew which ones we would get tickets for but we had a plan we were a group of six we all signed up for the pre-sale codes we were very ecstatic in the office dreaming about going to see taylor for me it would have been 10 years after i saw her for the first time but i will be seeing it with a big group of some of my biggest swifty friends this time which would have made it a lot more exciting plus adult money you you can do a lot more with adult money and we got waitlisted which is okay it happens we knew it was a possibility i we got waitlisted I had the Taylor Nation boost for buying merch, which I thought, you know, if we hadn't gotten waitlisted, it would have been a big help. Turns out it wasn't for anybody. And then the biggest disappointment was just keeping it short with the story about Taylor tickets is that we went like, okay, fine. We didn't get pre-sale tickets. We don't have Capital One credit cards, so we can't go into that pre-sale. We'll just, you know, leave it to the heavens for general sale. And the afternoon before general sale, we get a tweet from Ticketmaster saying general sale was canceled. And I know I cried, which is ridiculous because I'm a 30-year-old woman crying over concert tickets for Taylor Swift. But I was just so disappointed because I was like, Okay, maybe I didn't get tickets in the sale, but I think it would have hurt more. It would have hurt less, less if I had gotten into the general sale and just not snatched any tickets than just be like, you don't have the chance to buy any tickets. We're so different because like I prefer them telling me it's sold out and I not me. But it's like, not sold out. There's tickets left. What? There's still tickets. There's not. They didn't say there's no tickets left. They said there's no sufficient tickets to continue with a general sale. Where well, are those tickets going? Well, those tickets usually go to like radio stations and stuff, right? There's a portion of tickets that always goes to like radio stations. True. And for giveaways. But there should be a general sale. It shouldn't just be a pre-sale for tickets and then no chance for everybody you're, else to get tickets. definitely not into K-pop. Because it's not the first time that I see something like this happening. Well, I'm very surprised because to my knowledge, maybe I'm wrong. You're supposed to have a determined set of tickets for pre-sales and then you leave some for general sale. Well, that's that's a fantasy world that we all want to live in. That's, that's how like, I believe things happen. Yeah, that's the ideal way to do it. However, that doesn't happen often. Lately, it's been, it's been like, let's just put them all out there and that's it. Because that happens a lot in K-pop and Ticketmaster. Um, I don't know their websites, to be honest, because most Ticketmaster in the U.S. is like Ticketera here. Like, they kind of take all the events. They do because they created a monopoly for themselves. Yeah. Mm, monopoly. 
Now I want to play. I've been playing a lot this week. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, it's so funny because we had this topic already picked out before the whole Taylor Swift debacle. Yeah, the topic was supposed to be like, oh, the experience of buying tickets online. But I thought I would be saying like, oh, I got tickets for Taylor. That was your impression for this? Yeah, that's what I thought I was going to happen. Oh, my fantasy honey. world in my mind. That's why I cried. Oh, honey. But yeah, it, this has turned into like, I think I told you, we're turning our podcast episode into a hate letter to Ticketmaster. Yeah. but I like, was very upset. I knew this wasn't going to be like rainbows and sunshine, to be honest. Cause I knew it wouldn't be. We've had bad experiences. We know people who have had bad experiences. But... I thought there would be a little happy ending of we're going to be seeing Taylor in April. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was my fantasy world. I, yeah, I get it. I mean, I was. I got in, my hopes up. In my mind, like, I was already thinking of an outfit. And in my everything. mind, it was happening. And I know that's stupid. I shouldn't have done that. But it felt like it was actually obtainable. I was so fucking happy. Like, oh my god, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna see Taylor with Nachi and Naki. Yeah, it's not happening. Let's not say it's not happening. Who knows? Maybe. Well, as of now, as it's of not right happening. now, it's not happening yeah. because we couldn't get into the sale. Yeah. We'll see what happens in the future and if we manage to get tickets yeah. in any way, shape, form possible, which is a lot of things that fans have to do. They need to start looking in third party websites or in Ticketmaster to find resale tickets, try and win contests, which is very difficult, although yeah. you've won contests. I i did yeah you did you yeah. won one once i won one for okay i won one for the future now tour that was demi and nick mm -hmm. that was back in 2016 it was weird because there wasn't much to do for the contest right and suddenly like five minutes after i did it they were like you were selected and i was so weird out like what's going on but i did got tickets i got to see them free concert hell yeah never say no um i don't say no to anything that's free like just give it to me ah uh, that sounds yeah we're, mm. we're opening the door for a lot of yeah, things let's no. just don't take we it don't say way. no to free concerts yeah unless and, you're a weirdo yeah um i and i won a contest for a meet and greet here in Puerto Rico that that was for Justin. I still don't know how I managed to win that, but I met Justin and it wasn't a contest, but I had a, I had an experience. You remember this back in 2019, my last concert in Georgia. I went to this ticket website called Eventbrite. And I was like, oh, the Technicolors have a show tonight here in Georgia. Like, they're opening for this artist that I had no fucking clue who he was. And I was like, should I go? It's Friday. I don't have to work the next day or whatever. And I went into the website to buy the tickets when I create the account and go in from, like, the event page to the account. I see that I have a ticket. And I'm like, how the hell... I haven't purchased anything. They don't have my credit information. 
and I went back to to like even my email to see like if it was an issue. No, the ticket was there. I was like, what if it's like this is a glitch and it's not valid? And I remember everyone, you, my brother, my mom, everyone telling me, just drive to Atlanta, go to the venue. If it scans, great, you have a concert. If it doesn't scan, whatever, buy buy the ticket there. You're already exactly. there. Exactly. Like she had nothing to lose just to show up there. Yeah. And it worked. I saw the Technicolors for free and the guy that the concert was for, actually, because they were only the openers. And I had the best fucking experience ever that day because I hang out with the vocalist of the Technicolors mm -hmm. and their lead guitarist. I kind of spent the entire set of the other guy just hanging out with them, watching the show with them, which was like, whoa. It was surreal for her yeah. and for me to listen to. Here I had an experience where I won with Hot 102. They did like this event. I don't It was in 2014, 2015. I think it's 2014. They did something We knew called, each other already. Yeah, we knew each other already. There was this big like festival thing called Hot Evolution. Mm -hmm. And like a few artists would be coming and you could purchase tickets. But the meet and greets, you had to win them. All you had to do was just upload a picture of yourself with your tickets. Which now thinking back, it's a little dangerous because you're showing your tickets in the picture. True. But I did it. And like a few hours later, they told me like, oh, make sure you show up early because you want to meet and greet to meet two of the bands that were going to be playing Wait, it was, was really it exciting beyond the sun beyond the sun and we also met i think they were called sonos mm -hmm. they were mm -hmm. like an argentinian band i don't remember latin america yes somewhere there they were and i think we only were meant to meet one of them and then the other ones also showed up to the meet and greet something like that and, and it the, was free. Yeah, and the mom of Beyond the Sun was like right there with us. It was it was an experience. Yeah. It was fun. But back to the not so fun experiences. <laughs> it now going to the actual Topic. rant of the episode. Uh there's a lot to unpack with this, uh, with these like ticket ticket selling platforms. I would say mainly with Ticketmaster. Mm -hmm. And a lot went down after the whole Taylor Swift thing. But at the same time, from the K-pop side, we've been saying this for so long. And we've been, like, we always say it for every concert. And there were comments, too, like, well, now it's Taylor Swift. So, of course, it's... Yes, I, I understand. This is an yeah. issue that has been happening for a while. And I know it had made... I don't remember the name of the act, the, the artist, but I know that... A few months ago it had been like headlines about dynamic pricing and issues with the platform but obviously although k-pop artists sometimes are to the maybe the the level of amount of fans going mm -hmm. into the platform to purchase tickets as taylor swift this is still taylor swift that yeah. we're talking about and before even the tickets went on sale, people had their concerns about it. But I don't think, not even in our worst nightmares, I think it could have happened the way it happened. I just think it was like 
bad from the Ticketmaster side. Like, there's nothing anyone can say, because I've seen a lot of the controversy and different sides taking on this whole topic. But I still think it's, like, their fault. Because, like, I do if so. you are doing this whole, and we're going to talk about pre-sales and stuff, right, at some point. That's, it's and that's where it starts, coming. because yeah. I think every step of the way things were going wrong i think it even could go back to the point where they sat down with taylor and her team to come up with whatever contract and things they were gonna do for all these sales how many codes were gonna be sent out and all that i think every step of the way they just brewed the perfect recipe for disaster yeah because like if you're sending codes to However many people you have to take into account, into consideration, at least an average amount of tickets that one person is going to be buying. If the limit is, was it six? Yes. The limit for the sale was you, each person who was purchasing mm -hmm. could buy six tickets in each transaction. And supposedly, well, not supposedly, they put out a statement. They sent out 1.4 million codes for the sale. And... If you calculate that, there were more pre-sale codes to purchase tickets than the available tickets for the entire tour. Yeah. Even if you go from like an average amount of like, oh, every user is going to buy around three tickets, that's more than the whole tour. So that's why I say from the very beginning, it was a recipe for disaster. And I really think pre-sales work, but you have to make too. them work because... Most of the tickets that I've bought for artists, I would say from like the past four or five years, they've been pre-sale tickets. Because I know it's going to be crazy when it goes to mm -hmm. general sale and there's not going to be in like good tickets. And I know like going to a concert, there's not a bad seat, but you have in mind where you want to be. But that's where I go back to what I said earlier. You should send out pre-sale codes for a smaller group of people because then people are gonna come back for general sale yeah. so whatever tickets are left they're gonna sell out yeah but you said it should yeah i know should that's why i keep saying that the from the very beginning things were just meant to be go wrong should i tell you what my therapist says to me what she's like remove that word from your vocabulary because well, no. things should be a way, but that's a recipe to make you feel bad. Because, yeah, it should be a way, but we have to be realistic. And it usually doesn't go that way. Well, I know it usually doesn't go that way. But them being a corporation, they know the way things work. Yep. One. Two, they know the demands for each artist because it's not the first time Taylor Swift sells tickets with them. Yeah. They knew it's been a long time coming for her to go back on tour. Mm -hmm. 1.4 million codes. Yeah. That's that, ridiculous. That was stupid. That was stupid for them to do that. And I get they wanted to give real fans because it's they don't call it pre-sale codes. They call it um, verify, verify fan. Yeah whatever that the means. verified fan pre-sale power by Ticketmaster. yes and i understand like i understand you want to give the most amount of people the opportunity to go and buy mm -hmm. tickets 
before scalpers and all these other people go into the but sale. But at the same time, scalpers are getting into these sales. Because there's not much you need to do to exactly. get a code. Yeah. You put your email, your phone number, the show and the three shows to. you yeah. want to go to. And that's it. Anyone can do it. But we haven't seen issues like this with Ed. Mm-mm. And he does verify fan pre-sales as well. That's why I think the Taylor situation, although from the very beginning was a recipe for disaster, I think a lot of things went wrong. I think at one point I saw people saying that maybe they were hacked. And I'm going, here is where I go into hearsay. Like I'm going by the statements that have been published by Ticketmaster. They did say they sent out 1.4 million codes, but they said 14 million people tried to get in. Here's the issue, too. You don't get asked to put your pre-sale code until you're already inside. Not even in the queue. But it doesn't let you go in the queue if you're not registered to a verified account. I tried to get in that day. And it wouldn't let me because my account wasn't, you know. There were a lot of people. That's why I say I think, obviously, they're saying the page glitched in some way and people were let in. But I, I tried to get in. Obviously, I wasn't I mean, gonna be able to purchase, yeah, but it which it is stupid for gave, the people gave getting me in without codes. the pop up that it wouldn't even let me be in the queue mm. because my account wasn't linked to a verified fan account. Mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe in the past you've had verified account and that's where the glitches came from. I've never had verified okay. a verified account because I don't really buy tickets. I think most of the tickets I've bought have been through you. Yeah. And for Halsey, I found a code on Twitter and I used it and it allowed me to. Oh, yeah. So I've never really had. So I don't know if that's where the glitch comes from. Maybe if you had verified fan in general, the page went crazy and then allowed a bunch of verified accounts to get in, even though they didn't have codes. I don't know. I don't think we'll ever really know what happened. And it's still Ticketmaster's fault. Cause I know, like it's their page. They have to have resources, like from an IT perspective. You gotta prepare your website for a lot of traffic. And where's the performance testing for all this? Cause like I'm seeing it from a fan, but mm-hmm. I mean you I'm know about it. this exactly. Just like, how the fuck are you like this big corporation? Basically, all the events, if not mo- like most of them go through you and you don't have the capacity to take this much people in we actually had like this instagram sticker question thingy asking people for Uh like their experiences and stuff and people came in saying like they never got pre-sold codes for other shows or like they had issues where it crashed and stuff like that and that's where i can see like people from for even tours that i was able to get tickets for they weren't able to to get Mm -hmm. tickets for because this whole issue and it's like if you know this artist brings in so many fans that it's not only people that that live on that state or place whatever it is that the show is going to be in no a lot of people travel these days to go to concerts and people will be traveling because let's just point into perspective they weren't any new york shows People from New York would need to be traveling to New Jersey to be able to see Taylor. And if you go back to other states, big states that usually get shows for big artists like this, they would be traveling 
you know there's going to be more traffic of people trying yeah. to get tickets. I think it was bad planification. Mm-hmm. They could have stopped the queue altogether when they realized more people were getting in. Mm-hmm. And I know that they paused the queue a few times, but they didn't do really anything to try and were they hoping people just would log off, <laughs> which was not going to happen. They don't, they don't they don't get it anymore. Like, really I think there it. there was it was bad planification. And what, what you said from the posts we put on our socials trying to get people's stories, not just about Taylor, but about mm-hmm. other artists. I did get a lot of people messaging me saying that, oh, we did get codes. We did get in. We put our tickets in our card. We went to check out and then it would tell us, sorry, another fan snatched those tickets. And in the same thing, I was also told that tickets were being double sold. Like they were charged to their credit card, but they never got the email with the confirmation. Oh, hell and no. then when they contacted Ticketmaster and stuff, they were like, oh, no, we double sold that ticket. But they charged both people for it. Like, how, how does that happen? It's it's their code. That there's nothing else I can tell you. It's their code. That's one of the things. Like that's why you have a timer on like when you select the tickets. Those tickets are yours for that amount of time until you checked out and stuff like that. So why is it that is not quickly taking your algorithm is not working quick mm-hmm. enough to like you know. Where are the testers of freaking Ticketmaster? Maybe they're looking. Do you want to work for Ticketmaster? If I get a discount on concerts, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, because this is something that, now that I'm thinking about it, it's not even performance testing. There's something going on from the functional side as well, which is my area. Mm-hmm. Like, do I need to, like, do everything for them? What the hell? I don't get it. And, like you said with the Instagram thing and people telling you like I wasn't able to get tickets and stuff like that they even said too like it's pre-sale how the hell did I get into like the pre-sale after the queue right I it's my turn to get tickets and the freaking map it's mostly pink already which mean resale tickets why are they allowed to resale tickets while they're still in pre-sale I don't the I don't mo- get it. If the moment the that's being done they should be able to cancel those tickets yeah. because why the fuck are you buying tickets yeah. if you're going to be reselling them mm-hmm. like it's just wrong like you shouldn't be allowed to resell tickets the same day because one thing is like if something comes down the road and you have to sell your tickets so you don't lose the money because some you're not able to go or whatever i get that that's how I got my TXT tickets. It's okay because resales like happen. I understand yeah. that. But like you should not be allowed to post your resale ticket on Ticketmaster the exact at same the day. same time yeah. that pre-sale is happening. Yeah. It shouldn't even be allowed to be done on the general sale. It mm-hmm. should be like, I don't know, let's say two days after general sale like 48 hours after general sale you should be they should open the part of resales i don't know but let's just we're putting in a little time frame it should be more i think yeah and having in mind that a lot of these tours are announced with so much time in advance Mm -hmm. like i would go to even say do not have resale available until 
way later on because if fans want to sell their tickets they already do it through twitter and other platforms and they just transfer the ticket mm -hmm. so they are allowed and to do that from the moment you will get it sell them for face value uh, there's some that don't but usually they will well there's some sketchy sketchy people out there that well, call yeah, there themselves are, fans obviously. and do shit like oh i'm waiting for the best offer which is like why because that happened to me oh my god if i talk about my txc experience god Bad. bless andrea andrea if you're listening i fucking love you thank you for the ticket Cause like if not, it would have been insane. Mm -hmm. Cause this is the other thing. To be able to talk about TXT, I gotta bring something up that I saw on Twitter. What? A lot of people being like, "Why venues partner with Ticketmaster? They should just like sell their own tickets on their website." And the same thing is gonna happen then, or worse. And this is when I come in with my knowledge in the area. Because, like, you know, IT. And I'm like, do you know how much they need? Like, compare the amount that maybe they're paying Ticketmaster for be the mm -hmm. selling partner. Compare that to the amount of money they would have to, like, spend for doing it in-house. This is not only people that they need to get in. They need to get developers need to get testers need to get a bunch of it people marketing resources team. marketing yeah the servers alone it's insane like not everyone has that money That's and then, they outsource because it's easier yeah. to outsource but obviously i think what this person meant to say was well maybe they meant to say that but maybe the real solution would be To not just have one corporation selling all these tickets. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, and I do understand the whole mon monopoly thing and whatever. But as a user, it's easier to go into one platform mm -hmm. and find everything about the shows right there. Than having to be like looking a lot. And I think thinking about people like Taylor Swift, if you have your merch store, right? And you get the same traffic on the website. Why don't you sell your own tickets? I think that's what's going to happen now. If we read between the lines of her statement that she posted, I think she only posted it on Instagram mm -hmm. and in her stories only. But it says that obviously she does everything else in-house. Mm -hmm. Probably she wanted to go on tour soon and she didn't have the time to create an yeah. in-house platform to sell tickets and all the logistics that comes behind selling tickets mm -hmm. because this is a big thing. Yeah. Obviously, I think, I don't know if Ticketmaster includes the whole thing with parking and all these other things that would go with putting up a show because obviously she's like saying the venues she wants to go to and Ticketmaster would plan the rest. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing, like these venues, like people sometimes go like, oh, why they didn't pick this other venue, which I've done before and I'm, I'm guilty of that. But also it's like availability, budget for the whole thing, mm -hmm. like expectation of la how many people are going to go. And I know in Taylor's point of view, she can sell whatever place. Like she can literally be like, I'm going to do a show in the fucking moon and she's going to sell the tickets for the yeah. show in the moon. 
because it's Taylor Swift. And I I would say the same thing for BTS and a lot of other, like, mm-hmm. Harry Styles, you know, artists that are, like, way up there. Because, you know, they're, like, mainstream and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I get that they can do it. They can go ahead and be like, okay, I'm going to sell it from my website or whatever. I'm going to do my own thing. Which, thinking about K-pop companies, they should fucking do it. Because, like, they already at least hype. Sells, like, when they have online concerts and stuff like that, streaming. They sell their own tickets through Weavers. It's something that, I guess, it would be harder. Because it's not, like, just selling a ticket and that's it. But it's, like, coordinating with venues and stuff. Mm -hmm. They have the money and the power to do it. Taylor Swift has that, too. And then, I guess, have a fair treatment to smaller artists that may not be able to do that and they will still need to use Ticketmaster. But like the venue is selling their own tickets. No. It's not going to happen. It's it, that's not doable. I had my experience with fucking Fox Theater in Georgia to see TXT. It was horrible starting from their f- entire fucking website. What a horrible thing to look at. <laughs> like why the hell don't you have a back like option? Like a back button in your website without me using the browser because that's gonna take me from the event like inside the event give me a back button give me a refresh give me the options so i don't have to like be like going out and in and going out and in and also not having a map view the fuck is that why it look literally look like if the 10-year-old tried to design a website without any knowledge. And that probably comes with not having enough time or enough experience to do this sort of thing. And Which I guess maybe that's why Taylor didn't had to outsource and didn't do it now. True. Because if she's never sold tickets before, mm-hmm. it takes, like you said, it takes a whole team of people and experts and research and testing in order to do it right if she would have come out and probably done it now it wouldn't be ready and we would have had issues yeah then comes the debate pre-sale or no pre-sale i believe in pre-sales me too but i believe that they should be fair yeah like fair in the way that obviously not everyone's gonna get a code mm-hmm. we know that we're not stupid exactly but be, maybe it's not fair it's smart they need to be done smart don't sell out more pre-sale codes for tickets available i feel and i don't know if like if this works for everyone right but like no one has the commitment like I don't believe there's people that would be like, oh, just because I want to try and score this pre-sale, I'm going to get this fan club membership. No. And when I bought my Justin Bieber tickets here, I had what used to be his fan club that was Bieber Fever. I had the membership. Then for BTS, I already had the fan club membership and I got the pre-sale code and whatever. I scored tickets and then COVID happened. <laughs> and, you know, these kind of things. And Even I know with TXT, there was a code and whatever for pre-sale. And I feel like that way you control that more than the Verify fan thing. I know that a lot of fans, obviously, for the Reputation Tour, I didn't even try to get tickets. But I know the system was a lot different. I think she used Ticketmaster anyway. Yeah. But I know that you could get, like, 
certain boost by buying the album buying merch there were different things you could do as a fan by tweeting by watching her videos you would get points in order to see your standing in which day as in there were multiple days for a pre-sale mm-hmm. which is also another thing yeah which day and time you would be going into the platform with your code to buy tickets mm-hmm People are really upset as in why she didn't do that again. Because it worked. I guess it was a lot of... It's a lot of effort to be calculating all these things and which IP or account is watching all these things and stuff. And People are obviously going to criticize everything, though. Yes, but that was a system that worked. And since you needed to put a little effort in order to get your code, which was the point why... I'd, not that I'm not a big fan, but I am an adult... I have a nine to six job that I get out from very, very tired. I didn't have the time or the money to buy more merch, to mm-hmm. buy more albums, to sit down and rewatch her videos over and over again, to be active on social media. I want to be that sort of fan, but realistic, I can't be that sort of mm-hmm. fan. So maybe that's why it wasn't done Mm-hmm. because obviously this gives other fans a chance but even me being a huge fan i know that that system maybe is a, a little more fair mm-hmm. in order to give you a pre-sale code yeah. and other fans will be like oh i don't have the time i'll take my chances with general sale yeah. and we know that not all of us can go watch our favorite artists mm-hmm. it's it's realistic that she would i think someone that made the calculation in order for every one of her fans or the yeah, 14 million people that went based on, on the twitter based on the twitter I number think too I her saw followers it. or something yeah. i don't know how they made the calculations but in order for a set number amount of people to go and watch her on concert she would need to be touring like 2.5 years every day yeah that would be she, insane touring in big stadiums too yeah like it wasn't a smaller venues or anything her like body big. wouldn't handle that oh no, nobody's body would handle no. that that's insane yeah it is it's insane it's insane so Even, we understand that not everyone's gonna get in but we just want the experience to not be ridiculous mm-hmm. and even like methods on how to like get a pre-sale code people would criticize to that if like Oh, you're buying merch to get a ticket. You're buying the album to get a ticket. Oh, they're actually, I mean, to get a code. They're actually tying the fact that you're buying one more album to to get a code. And they would come and be like, oh, that's why you see them with like high numbers on the billboard charts and stuff. Everything's going to be like yeah. criticized. Yeah. You're never going to be able to like have everyone on your good side. No, they're always going to say something. But we were talking before we started. By the way, before before I say that, someone actually was talking to me about like the prices and stuff, mm-hmm. which we're gonna get into. And she also said like you sh- you guys should talk about uh, budgeting and tips for concerts. And I forgot to actually send her that we already have an episode on that. But if you're listening, we have an episode for that. It was like the second episode on the first season of the podcast. But we could probably do an updated version just from our experience, how we decide maybe what's our budget for a show. Like we talked about that at work for yeah. Taylor Swift. I was like, OK, they published that the tickets were 49 to mm-hmm. 449. I was like, 
I'm willing to pay $500 for a ticket. Yeah. I was willing to pay $500 for a ticket. I was like, I have adult money. Mm-hmm. I can do that. I'm buying them with enough time in advance that I could pay that off before having to purchase a plane ticket and a hotel yeah. and all of these things. We're a group, so we would be splitting the hotel. There's a lot of details that go mm-hmm. into, especially it would be different because your budgeting now is different than my budgeting. Yes. When I am, I need to travel most of the time yeah. in order to go see my favorite artists because they don't come to Puerto Rico. So we could dedicate an entire all uh, like episode to do that. Yeah, we should we talk could. about that again because like that one time it was more about like actual concert tips in the sense of like what to do yeah, in the concert. And it, we talked about tickets and all that and how to prepare. And, and but like, I don't think we've really gone in detail as in the money aspect yeah. and how you prepare for that because for me it's a lot of money for yes for even you, for you it's a lot of money well, but for yeah for me it's a lot of money but but also like i've noticed how a lot of artists go to georgia so i don't really have to like travel anywhere i was willing to travel for taylor because i was like wherever you're seeing taylor i'm gonna see taylor with you i'm not gonna see taylor sometimes as a person we need to make compromises and stuff but we won't get sidetracked with that we'll plan a whole episode for that if you guys have questions about budgeting how we prepared for concerts because we've talked about going to concerts together before Mm -hmm. leave them in our socials and we'll prepare a whole episode for that let's just jump back into our hate letter to Ticketmaster. yes and now talking about prices Yes. We cannot talk about prices for concerts without talking about the fucking Ticketmaster hidden fees. Cause Horrible. Why are there so many fees? What are they for? Obviously not for maintaining their fucking website. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but the reason why like, I wanted to talk about like pricing in general, apart from the experiences, was because I saw something. Mm-hmm. That contradicts everything that we've said before, and I gotta, I gotta believe in this because it's someone that has been in the industry for like mm-hmm. twenty plus years. So the frontman of a band called Avenged Sevenfold, please, if you don't agree with him, do not go send hate tweets or anything. Maybe this has been his experience and his band maybe it's not the same experience for everyone who knows because with this industry being the way it is it could be different for different people true true but what we've seen is from his point of view of what he's lived through with his band and stuff so be patient so i'm gonna read the first tweet that he posted about this he wasn't talking specifically about taylor swift but it was around the same time that the taylor swift thing happened and swift obviously everyone was talking about Ticketmaster and dynamic pricing and pre-sales and Ticketmaster was the trending topic so everyone was talking about it Mm -hmm. so he tweeted if you think Ticketmaster sets the price of the tickets you're wrong the artist does if the supplies is 52 stadiums, but the demand is 900 stadiums, you don't automatically deserve a ticket because you're a fan. Demand exceeded supply. Which, Which we talked fair. about it. Yeah. We obviously understand not everyone is going to get a ticket. And then, and I think this is what triggered a lot of things on people. He tweeted, 
Per dynamic pricing, artists have watched front row tickets go for 10 times, 20 times face value from scalpers, but see none of the upside, meaning the money. Ask yourself if that that is fair. It may suck, but is it fair? Which answering his question is not fair. No, it's not fair to the artist. So he went into this whole thing about talking about dynamic pricing and like legislations that are in the works for the fees and all that. There was a lot of back and forth. I have like five different screenshots that I'm not going to read. But just so you have an idea what what we're talking about. I've always said, if you think the artist is the one making the prices, like you're wrong. Yeah, I always thought that they didn't. But with this Taylor thing, like I said, they her accounts published what the tickets were yeah. before. So I was like, oh, they negotiated these prices and maybe they negotiate prices not that they go oh i want to just charge yeah. 50 dollars per ticket maybe with the venue and stuff depending what they would charge they have maybe a range and they could go mm-hmm. like oh i want my prices to be from this range to this range yeah and this is a very general point of view where you're like oh ticket master and the artist and people see the artist as just that person that it's It's a whole team exactly and i have always understood which is why i've never complained about high ticket prices because i know that entire sum of money does not go to the artist it doesn't there is a whole team there's a production they they need to plan transportation of the stage sound equipment outfits Mm-hmm. There's this whole production behind it, and you gotta feed people that need to, that's there, and that obviously you need to hire people in each state that will be working the event. Mm-hmm. There's other things that go into consideration. So I've never been naive enough to think that if I paid six hundred for a ticket, my artist would have six hundred dollars more in their pocket. They uh, this is obviously that's us. work. That's us. But in the internet. Oh, I know. you see beautiful, I beautiful lines out there. Hmm. I know. And before we started that, we were talking about this and then we interrupted ourselves and wanted to leave it for the podcast. Yeah. We did think artists didn't have a say in their tickets, but I had been seeing a trend that maybe they did have some sort of say in it. I read that artists also have a say in if they can you if they want to use dynamic pricing or not but then i read somewhere else that even if the artist doesn't want to that ticket master could still say they want to but i don't know because this is me just seeing people tweet things and Mm -hmm. i don't know how true it is but who knows we did say that maybe dynamic pricing could work because obviously that money would go to the artist and mm-hmm. the team and the production which we would rather them have the money than scalpers yeah. have the money that we agree on what i don't agree on is dynamic pricing jumping uh, the same ticket so much up like there should be a cap as to yeah. how much it could go up depending on demand because obviously some seats will have more demand than basically others basically adjust your multiplier like it's not fair that if literally me and Jossie are buying side by side tickets that mine would be let's say sixty dollars and Jossie's will be three hundred and they're literally side by side tickets. That's ridiculous. And that happens a lot with aisle tickets. Mm-hmm. 
like when I saw the Jonas Brothers, the whole official platinum thing in Ticketmaster tends to be for the owl seats. And I got the tickets for a good price. I got a ticket. It was dynamic pricing, but I got them for a good price. It was supposed to be like 119 It was 199 You know, fair, I guess. There was a lot of people buying tickets that day. But like seeing them going to like thousands, that's it's fucking insane. insane. For and when you know that it's thousands, not because someone's trying to resell them for you. But it's because, thousands, of, because of dynamic pricing. Yeah. It shouldn't be like that. And I think people were saying that with Taylor, the dynamic prices, like the increases, didn't seem so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like they saw it maybe be increased a hundred, a hundred and fifty dollars per ticket, something like that. I don't know because I obviously was yeah, not on the platform. <laughs> I didn't see things. It's some people saw some things, others saw other things. We know that they were trying to resell tickets that same day. So obviously some were going for ridiculous prices. But again, we, we talked and we said dynamic pricing could work again if done right. Yeah. I think here we're doing that. They maybe need to take a step back and reevaluate all of these things that they're trying to do to help fans and artists, obviously, to be more fair and continue to work to make them into a more practical and fair for everyone. Obviously, we know that it's not going to be a perfect rose-colored world. But there are things that can be done and adjustments that can be done that they are not ridiculous that could help not only the artists but also true loyal fans in order to get tickets and mm -hmm. know that you'll have loyal people there. Talking about the whole artist thing, right? And you say, now I think artists have a say. But which artist, though? Because, yeah, Taylor can have a say. I BTS think that's can have thing. a say. I would say even Faisas that are doing this independently now, they have a say. Back then, they didn't. And there's smaller artists that probably don't have a exactly. say. Exactly. And at the same time, you got to think what kind of say they have. I, they probably say, yeah, I don't want them to be... That that's why I say maybe they the ticket master or the venue would be like, oh, our stick tickets sell usually from 50 to 1,500. And the artist could be like, oh, well, I want my tickets to be between the range of 60 and 200. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's the only say they have. And they just take that into consideration. Yeah, exactly. What they're saying, having a say doesn't mean that you have the final say. Yeah, because, like... The, that just means you're part of the conversation. The artist is there for the music. They don't have all the insight to, like, the financial impact of this whole thing. Because, mm -hmm. like, yeah, for them, it's like, yeah, I don't want my, my fans to be, like, spending, basically... A selling, paycheck. Selling a kidney to get a freaking ticket. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the level of the production you want to do for this show might not be cheap like you think it is. And Because it's not only how the show is going to look, it's moving everything to another state, to another how place. How are you going to be traveling? How is your team going to be traveling? Your stays, your food. A lot of these tours have like a catering company with them, basically. Like you gotta pay easiest. people. You gotta pay people. You gotta get the goods. You get 
there's so much to do. Even just think about even moving the amount of merch that sells uh-huh. at shows. That's a lot. That's a lot. And also the same way that artists would need to outsource, like Taylor had to outsource in order to sell her tickets. And she Mm -hmm. had to literally have a contract with Ticketmaster. Smaller artists or other artists, maybe they go like, oh, I don't have the time or the knowledge in order to make all of these decisions. And they hire a team to make these decisions for them. Exactly. That also happens. Another thing I wanted to talk about, which I think it was Andrea who told me that maybe an artist doesn't want to work with Ticketmaster and they want to sell their tickets on their own. Mm-hmm. They can't use certain venues if they're not using Ticketmaster. Oh, true. Because if the venues are partner with Ticketmaster, you can't use that venue. Mm-hmm. And I don't know which band she told me, but she said that she is a fan of a band who doesn't want to use Ticketmaster and they're having a really hard time in order mm-hmm. to find venues to tour. And obviously these big venues probably are all partnered with Ticketmaster yeah. because it's the easiest thing. Again, a big established company with experience selling tickets will know how to sell 900,000 tickets for different events. And from if you look at it from a partner's perspective... The money coming in is going to be more than if you work with a smaller company. Mm-hmm. And also, you got to take into experience, like you mentioned, and trust. Like, knowing that this is going to happen. Whatever it is, it's going to actually happen. And you're going to see the money and how much are they, are they going to charge you. Because they have the means. They don't have... They probably can, like... As a partner, because you got to pay some money to be a partner, you mm-hmm. know, the amount, think about it as like a subscription service, what you pay, it's going to be maybe a smaller amount than if you go with a smaller company, because the smaller company doesn't have all the resources and discounts that maybe Ticketmaster has, because mm-hmm. like if you... The, it's so stupid. The bigger the company, the better benefits they have from a perspective of, of like them paying anything like money wise, like taxes and all that. I mean, we see that with everything. It's a whole other world that obviously even us being open minded and doing our research. As I did my research, I realized that this is a lot bigger than, oh, I didn't get tickets to see Taylor. Exactly. It sucks. Mm-hmm. And I'm sad that I didn't get tickets to see Taylor. And I'm sad that a lot of people didn't get the chance to buy tickets to see mm-hmm. Taylor. But obviously, this is a big thing. I don't blame Taylor mm-hmm. for what happened at all. I do not. I think she was her and her team were very aware of the amount of people that will be going in to buy tickets. I think they did have a sit down with Ticketmaster and they probably planned this. She could have announced the tour the moment her album came out. She Mm -hmm. obviously took some time. They were continuing to add dates and shows. So obviously negotiations were still being had when she announced it. I think Ticketmaster promised more than they could deliver. Mm -hmm. They weren't really ready for what it was. Or they got too confident and they thought they could do better. I think the issue was, and um, it's not like, 
oh, Ticketmaster is the bad guy completely. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's technical errors that happened. Yeah. Like, I'm aware that the platform was obviously glitching and stuff. But I think that if they saw the moment people were going in that things weren't working, they should have stopped that pre-sale. The maybe continue with the pre-sale for East Coast, postpone pre-sale for West Coast. So no, not more people would be going into that. They postponed the Capital One. Well, yeah. I, there were things they could have done in order to alleviate the amount of traffic going into mm. their pages. Because yeah. they did it. They knew they couldn't deliver. Basically, there were three pre-sales. Mm-hmm. There were the East Coast people that were going in. Mm-hmm. Then West Coast would go in. Mm-hmm. And then in the afternoon, Capital One pre-sale was going to mm-hmm. start. Yeah. Three piece pre-sales in one day is a lot. I've seen five pre-sales at the same time. For artists to the level of Taylor Swift? Well, no. But well, that's what I'm talking about. And if East Coast went in, your page was glitching. You pushed the Capital One. Why didn't you push other venues out of the pre-sale to another day? Or put a, a pause to it until you could figure what was going on? Well... I don't know. I think there were things that could have been done. I, I the pushing it is the easier way because we say, "Oh, why didn't you pause it? Why didn't you do this?" It's not as easy as it I sounds. I know because you gotta but understand it, it, too. It, like, like you can't stop once it starts, and mm-hmm. I understand that. But I was active as the even though I didn't have a code, I was active to see how the pre-sale was going. Mm-hmm. I was seeing people having issues. I was seeing people getting kicked out of the queue. I was seeing people not be able to purchase tickets. They were broken codes. West Coast sale hadn't started yet. Could have been pushed. Wait, but how do you have broken codes? Though? When they would put in their code, I would say that their code w- didn't work. That's a database thing. That's what I'm saying. There were issues from the behind same, the scenes. If you're using the same database, no, no, don't get me there. Let's move on because no, no. But I, I think things could have been done to probably not have it turn into the fiasco that it didn't. Obviously, there were technical issues that were happening that maybe were beyond their control. They weren't prepared enough. But I think it became worse as they continued to push a pre-sale to happen while the website was Literally, do you know that SpongeBob episode where everything's on fire in his brain and the filing cabinet and things? <laughs> yeah, that's how I imagine Ticketmaster was being like the office and all the developers and IT and everyone was just going crazy trying to make this pre-sale happen while literally everything was burning. And then it went into this she said he said thing with the statements and Ticketmaster saying that it was someone else's fault. They blamed Taylor. Yeah. They said it was Taylor's fault for not touring and I don't know how many years. Which is so stupid. Like your whole platform is about selling tickets and tours happening. Why are you blaming this artist for you not having the capacity? And I don't want to get into all the details about the statements and stuff. Like, I have screenshots of them, but they put up a statement. They took it down. They uploaded a revised version. They took it down. They edited it again. They added more things. They put it back up. So... The day of the sale, it was the IT team going like everything is on fire. Then that it was the PR was, team. Yeah, the PR team and the legal team. Because you got to think about that too. 
Like, which is why also Taylor took a few days to put up a statement, yeah. which also I do not believe in people pressuring artists in order to say something. Mm -hmm. I do think that it was the right thing for her to say something. But don't go guilt tripping them on social media being like, oh, you need to say something. You need to say something because mm -hmm. you're forcing them because you don't know. There's a lot of th again, we're talking that this is a whole world mm -hmm. that we don't understand about. She's under contract with Ticketmaster, probably. Yeah. Or people are under contract. They're probably investigating behind the scenes what mm -hmm. was happening to see if maybe Ticketmaster had any type of infringement in their promise and contract. She needs to talk to her managers, to her record label, to legal, to PR, in order to literally put out that statement of I don't know how many sentences, but it was a little paragraph that she put up on her Instagram story a week later. Yeah. And fans really have to stop thinking that the artist is just like, oh, my tickets are going on sale. Let me see how it's going. Like, they don't have that fucking information. And she's probably planning the tour. Exactly. And there's so much more going on. Like, yeah, she announced a tour and... And the tickets are on sale and she's probably doing an interview. For That's why she outsourced in order for the tickets to be sold and she exactly. hires people. And not just Taylor, everyone, everyone. When you are not the expert of something, you hire people who are the expert. When you're sick, you go to a doctor because mm -hmm. the doctor is the expert. When you're going through legal issues, you hire a lawyer because the lawyer is the expert the same way if you're gonna sell tickets you hire experts to sell tickets mm -hmm. so i think here is obviously i agree that Ticketmaster should be investigated yeah i believe that they should have an internal investigation as to what happened and how they could fix it so it doesn't happen for other artists yeah because like You should be improving always. So take this, get the feedback, implement new changes, mostly in technology. Like I know people like the normal, that's, that sounds so awful, the normal person. No, but like a random user that has no knowledge on like how things work. They think it's like, oh, ugh another update why don't they get it right why do they have to keep sending updates for fixing bugs that's what i that's what they're supposed to be doing in order to better things exactly that's how things get fixed exactly because you're not gonna have a perfect product from the get-go that's why you see so many updates on the apps and stuff like that the software's on your phone like don't fucking complain about that okay <laughs> she gets I, triggered i do not work for something as public as, as phones and stuff but still it's like the area i work in so i get really sure when people are like oh why doesn't this work and whatever or, or they want to tell you how it works and you're like no that's probably doesn't that's if i like i try to tell you how to do your job because i know nothing about it you know wow. um but like the developers the whole team the whole it team that works on this 
I bet they have retrospective sections and stuff and they get feedback from mm -hmm. users in a case of Ticketmaster. You have different type of users. You have the normal users that's going to buy a ticket. You have the artists that are another side of users. You have the venues. You, there's so much to go in. Get the feedback. I bet they have some sort of like customer Obviously. service suggestion kind of thing. Like I said, they're not new to the business they're exactly. not a new platform coming out they've sold tickets for big events mm -hmm. they've sold tickets for big artists yeah so i don't think there's any excuse as to why they were not ready or why they could not act quicker in order to troubleshoot or better the experience for fans well if they weren't ready The whatever the reason was because that's that's in the past and there's nothing we can do mm -hmm. now right they should just look at what happened there evaluate the whole situation and not have and it happen from again there exactly learn from there and also like if you're gonna make me freaking pay like a hundred bucks per ticket on fees like let me see what you're doing with the money you're taking from me like actually use the money for like a, at least a portion of it for like a better user experience mm -hmm. and also why don't you list what the fees are for that's catchy as fuck it is like, just says service fees yeah like let me know what you're doing with my money because it really sucks when you're you see the prices of of, of uh, a concert ticket and you're like oh it's a hundred bucks and then you're checking out and it's almost two hundred dollars or even more or like It's, oh, it's insane. It's insane. I prefer, to be honest, when it comes to Fisauce, I prefer to buy the soundcheck uh, package because you pay flat. There's no tax or anything on that. And it's, oh, it's $200. It's a $200 and that's it. But when you buy the ticket and then you buy the upgrade, it's then you're spending more. on the fees and stuff like that and you're giving a bunch of money to Ticketmaster on fees that is probably the same in amount as the ticket is. But when you do the, the actual package, it's just flat. So I love that and I love when artists do that. But like, also like, be transparent. Like, there's no reason for you to be like... I think that's where at the point where we fuck. are with Ticketmaster. Yeah. I think they need to evaluate. And not only Ticketmaster, like other platforms. Yes. Like, AXS that I got my Ed Sheeran tickets there and I think Harry Styles too. Yeah, because it was the same venue. Um, like, learn from this because if I hate Ticketmaster, I hate that one even more. <laughs> What a fucking horrible website. Like, it looks awful. If I hate Ticketmaster, at least Ticketmaster, it's easy to navigate. Yes. And then if I go to, like, venue-wise, that one for TXT, oh, God, no, I'll take Ticketmaster any day. <laughs> like, you, it's like you don't know what would be better because everything fucking sucks. <laughs> There's nothing else to be said about it. It's like, yeah, Ticketmaster is horrible, but at least they have more experience and it looks better. It's easier. There's, like, the options are right there. That's, like, dumb proof. If you don't know how to work with Ticketmaster... I don't know, Google it or something. Cause It's really easy to use. Yeah. And, like, the platform itself is user-friendly. Yeah. The experience should be easy. Mm -hmm. Obviously, everyone gets angry, like you said, about the hidden fees and all this stuff. 
Now people are getting upset about the verified fans fiasco and pre-sales and people are getting upset about dynamic pricing. But overall, Ticketmaster is not a terrible company. It makes the whole thing easier. Just that, has some things that they need to work yeah. on. Yeah, that doesn't mean that fans are not going to hate on them. Oh, no. Right now, I hate yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> but do we have a choice when no. that's basically the main or only platform to buy tickets from? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's nothing we could do, but we could demand better service if you're going to be the biggest slash only platform to buy tickets from for X or Y events. Yeah. And I, I think for Taylor, I have to say now that she's seeing this and it's happening, like the only way I can compare it is with K-pop. So I'm sorry if I'm bringing K-pop too much, but like, take a little bit of like from what you see from this k-pop artist and i'll mention hype again because like my ultimate groups are from hype you have a tour you have the capacity to live stream some of those shows sell tickets on your merch store for live streaming and i mean it's not the same as being there the fact that i've seen like six or seven bts concerts online that's not gonna compare to actually seeing them live but as but, a fan we just want to be able to experience yeah it. you get to see the show because like i know she used to do dvds and stuff like, like that because i have speak now and she has the movies with netflix true also and yeah, i know she has a contract one. right now with disney plus and i believe that contract was for three everyone movies. has Everyone has a contract yeah. with Disney Plus. Yeah. But I think it was for three movies and I mm -hmm. think she still has one more that she hasn't done. Mm -hmm. And But the movies are completely different because it's more like a documentary kind of thing and you get the concert and stuff. But like actually also the have concert. like this live streaming for, for the Do you concert. think she would do it? I don't think so. She has the resources. I know, but I don't think she'll do it. She should. But I don't, I I don't mean, think so. It's money that's coming in I your know. pocket. Like, I know that eventually we'll have the Eras tour in some place. But it's not It's watch. not the same thing. I know. It's but what I don't I'm think, trying to I don't, say. I know. I know. I know. But I don't think she'll live stream the concerts. Because, like, me, a person that's seen Permission to Dance, the concert for BTS, like, four different times like buying tickets for live streaming there's so much like yeah it's the same set list whatever the end the encore songs change but there's so much that happened on stage interaction stuff like i know it's it's it's, it's a different concert altogether. even when you go to a concert like a during a tour you go to different dates it's different so like live stream that she has the resources i cannot ask faisos for that but she can do it well, faisos has live streamed but not not the same not what i'm talking about i know but yeah but that was different like i'm, I'm talking about it. from like actually on tour but yeah yeah they've done it they did the what was it the, the one ten... night only oh the one night only <laughs> 
Oh my god, you the forgot. one. Yeah, I you forgot. forgot. For, I forgot for a that minute. That was a show, a live oh my, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was gonna say no, because it was pre-recorded. I was thinking no. about the ten-year anniversary. No, I'm talking about the um, one night only. No, the one night. Oh my god, how the fuck did I forget that? And you know the delay streaming and all that. Like you get a chance to see it, because you gotta think with internet and everything. You have fans everywhere. Doesn't matter. You may not think that there's a fan somewhere, and there is. So, with live streaming, well, you gotta offer delay streaming too. Because what oh, if they're working and all that and whatever? And also, I'm gonna watch the live stream and do the live streaming too. <laughs> like, I do it all the time. But, like, I think she should do it. I don't know if she's gonna do it. We'll see. But I think she, with everything that happened and, and seeing how many people people couldn't like get tickets she should do that instead of being like oh we're gonna film this and because already if you're filming it what else do you need to add to live streaming i guess we'll see we'll see what happens now obviously we know that the Department of Justice is investigating the situation. Yes. I'm sure, like I said, Ticketmaster is doing an internal investigation. I'm sure Taylor and her team are doing an investigation. There's still a general sale that is supposed to happen at one point. Because you're really hopeful with that. I'm I don't not, think it's going to happen. Not, well, they need to open. Right now, I don't even think you can buy resale tickets on Ticketmaster. Or the like, concert. We're shutting it down. Like, right. Because I'm, I'm delusional and I'm a clown and I basically go in every day to see if I can buy tickets. Look. Like, you can't buy anything, not even resale tickets. Look, Demi's concert for Georgia was sold out for months. And every week I would go in to see if you could buy To tickets. see if I could find a ticket. Even the day of the concert, I was still looking. Didn't find shit. But I get it. It's going to be me. Yeah. But yes, I said, guess we'll probably have an update to this episode at some point. Who knows? At this point, this should be called Dear Ticketmaster. Dear Ticketmaster. Why no, do you hate me? Yeah, there's no point for me to do a letter to Ticketmaster on this one because the whole episode is a letter to Ticketmaster. Yeah. It's like, Ticketmaster, we fucking hate you. Be better. And I think we tried to be pretty objective, knowing how things work. Yeah. But obviously, I think who's to blame about all this yeah. is Ticketmaster. Yeah, but still, Ticketmaster, we hate you. Do and better. the fact, I, I think I got really angry at Ticketmaster when they the CEO came out with the statement that this was Taylor's fault, fault for not touring. That really upset me. Like, what the fuck? Because again, Ticketmaster, we hate you. Do better. That, There's nothing else we can say about that, it. That's it. So And shitty shitty CEO with money. Don't, I bet it's a white dude. Probably. I bet it's a white dude. I swear. It is a white dude. It's a white dude. Oh, oh I didn't see that coming. Oh, my God. What a wild thing. It's white. <laughs> no. But I think with that, at least I don't have anything else to say. Do you have anything yeah. else? Any other stories? Are you going to say that you hate Ticketmaster again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ticketmaster, we hate you. Do better. Um, that's I, it. I think that's all the stories I also had screenshot. Like, I didn't go in detail reading each one of them, but basically yeah. they were all 
in the same vicinity of trying to get tickets, double sold or sold to other fans, mm. not getting codes, horror stories from people trying to get K-pop tickets, yeah. going in and the moment you get in at the pre-sale, everything's already resale tickets, yeah. which again, we talked that that should not be happening if it's still a pre-sale. Mm. So I guess all we can say is it's going to be interesting what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. I think that Taylor next tour will sell her own tickets. Yeah. I think Ticketmaster will probably be taken to court in some way with this investigation because yeah. I think more things are going to surface. So And the president was trying to do something about like the hidden fees and stuff. Yeah, I think they're trying to they're obviously this is going to be a big thing now. Yeah. it's there's different things happening, not just people not getting tickets, but it's scalpers, dynamic pricing. There's, like you said, hitting fees. Um, I also saw senators talking about how dynamic pricing shouldn't be a thing and how they shouldn't be the only company probably selling tickets. Oh, so no. What? A monopoly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I what think a fucking surprise. We're gonna see a lot more Ticketmaster probably. So in the, the senator doesn't want capitalism to happen because that—that's the whole thing. Uh huh. But we'll we'll see. And apart from all that, from ticket buying and all these like horrible things that they need to change. Also, I just want to add out there that any fan trying to ever get in tickets, this is the Hunger Games. Yeah, sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's not. Yeah. Just hang in there. Um, it has nothing to do with their issues and platforms at the end of the day when it comes to, to that part. But there's so many people getting tickets. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the Hunger Games. You you might get tickets, you may not get tickets. It just happens. And we know that with this, oh, as horrible as this sale was, I do get happy when I see that actual fans got tickets. And I know that I've seen some of them publish that they feel guilty for getting tickets because it was so horrible for other fans. Don't feel guilty. At the end of the day, we understand that not everyone gets tickets. I think here it goes more that it was such a horrible experience and such a battle to get tickets that it's really not enjoyable. Mm -hmm. It like really breaks your spirit. It's not the same thing as going in and seeing there's no tickets. It's having to literally do the hunger games Mm -hmm. in order to try and get tickets so just keep trying make a group make a plan keep checking don't lose hope and if you can't do it this tour there'll be probably other tours or live streams or something Mm -hmm. um you'll still have fun if we probably will end up watching it on live stream make a big party out of it yeah. So and what you, else can we say? And if you got tickets to see Taylor, I I know Nachi says she doesn't hate you. I don't hate you, hate you, but I hate you a little bit because Nachi didn't get tickets. And we all know how defensive I get when it comes to Nachi. Ah, uh, but it's okay. Like you, you start losing hope when I we didn't get pre-sale code. We were like, oh, this yeah. is gonna be a lot harder than mm. we thought it was going to be. It not having a general sale really like it upset us but it's okay i guess there'll be other tours oh we'll like i said we're still trying to see if we can find 
tickets in some way. But yeah. we know it's going to be hard. And if you ever buy like resale tickets and you don't want to do Ticketmaster because it's too much or whatever, be careful with third party websites. Mm -hmm. Also, be careful with sales like person to person on Twitter. Because some people are fucking, I mean, on any platform, because some people are so horrible at it yes. and they scam you. Like, there's so much you, you should be in the lookout for. What I've seen when it comes to that, a lot of fans, like in fandoms, they made big accounts, made threats of like, who's a scammer and stuff like that. And they put evidence. So if you're searching on Twitter and you see someone selling that ticket, Search for the username and see if something comes up. Because I dodged the bullet for TXT many times on Twitter like that. Yeah, just just be careful. Sometimes, for me, I don't try to find tickets on third parties. If I didn't find tickets on the main platform, I usually won't get tickets. I know that it was you, TXT, though. I know, but... I would try to avoid it if I can because nobody wants to lose their money. Yeah, you never know. You never know. So be careful. Keep trying. And make sure you go to our socials and you let us know your own stories with any ticket selling platform. Because we said like Ticketmaster is not the only one. Other countries have other ones. And I'm sure they all have their own issues. So let us know your stories. You can find us in all the platforms as obsessed millennials except on twitter which we're obsessed gen y and thank you for listening